0: What is up, everybody? Double G here with Big D. Big D is back. Last time you saw him on this show, it was uh, on this channel, was right when CM Punk came back, which was a surprise to to both of us. So we're not here to talk wrestling, though. We're actually here to talk about a topic that is near and dear to our hearts. Uh, Sylvester Stallone and the Rocky franchise and the Rocky universe extending into Creed. Uh, we're going to first chat about the new sly documentary on Netflix and then we're going to go into our rewatchability rankings for the rocky uh universe of movies and and when i say rewatchable now there's a bill simmons podcast out called the rewatchables and this is ste- uh, clearly stealing directly from from bill that's your boy uh, but the idea is uh which of the rocky movies and, and ranking them is best when, like, you're kind of flipping around channels and you kind of see it on and you go, uh-oh, you know, uh, Rocky's about to train for Creed 2. Like, I need to stop whatever I'm doing and dig in and watch. So we're going to rank the movies based on that loose theory. But, D, what's going on, man?
1: No, man, I'm uh, happy to be here. And, uh yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. I, I can talk about these movies forever because I do feel like now these are probably the "Rocky" one might be the best sports film ever made. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this earlier today when I went shopping. What happened to the era of like great sports films? Like we get them once in a while now, like once every few years. But remember how like you had Major League and you had mm-hmm. like you had Rocky, you had – um I think it was called Blades of Steel or whatever the, the hockey movie, and then you had all the kids ones like
0: that's the video game, dude. Blades of Steel is the that is the video, the video game. game. What was the hockey movie? Uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of enough. Yeah, of
1: it. I can't either. But but also then for kids you had like Mighty Ducks, which I think is a great film even for adults. You've got like you know. Um, uh, a kid in King Arthur's court, angels in the outfield. We used to get these awesome little inspirational sports movies, and like I said, we get them once in a while, usually in the form of biopics. But Rocky was fiction. I mean, Balboa is not a real person. He's kind of an amalgam of different characters throughout mm-hmm. the history of. But to this day, I still think it's it's the greatest sports film and it's been copied by other movies before like eight mile eight miles the rat version of Rocky the the underdog story yeah the underdog story yeah and the funny thing is I had a conversation back in 2017 2018 when Rocky I think it was 2018 when Rocky uh when Creed 2 came out and it's very interesting that right now we have more great Rocky slash Creed movies mm-hmm. than we do Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah, There's, yeah, way more, and it's like, and, and the thing that blows my mind about these movies is the more they come out, the more I get afraid. Because if you know anything about movies, when you get past the third movie in a franchise, that's when things become harder to write. That's when things become usually fall off. Like with a lot of horror franchises, where they get to four, five, six, seven. That's when you start seeing the clown show. And yet we're now at the ninth Rocky film that came out earlier today or earlier this year. I mean, Creed three. Yep. And I I went into it thinking, it's not going to be as good as the previous two. And I I went out of it like, okay, it was really, really good. I don't know if that's good, but it it was good enough to be in the same tier. And I'm thinking to myself how long could they make these movies and keep them being good like this? Because how many stories can you tell of one character? Yeah. And I was surprised as to how good it was. I really
0: was. So I completely agree with you. Um, Did you ever hear Stallone describe, now this would be after the original Rocky, so this is back in the late 70s, he described what he thought rocky two and rocky three would be about i think
1: that sounds vaguely familiar i actually think that you and i had a conversation about it once but i don't remember the details
0: you really have to dig in into the archives of old interviews one of the ideas was for him to run for the mayor of philadelphia in rocky two and then in rocky three he gets somehow uh uh, he he comes into some sort of situation where someone sets him up or whatever and he's back being broke and he has to fight again. <laughs> so, you know like Rocky V that that's like a, a big difference from what the 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 other sequels were about and how they came to be. Wait. But Rocky Three, you know this one. He wanted the, the fight with Clever Lang to be in the Roman Coliseum.
1: Well, I mean that's wacky, but the question I have is the movie where he's gonna run for mayor, does that mean he was not gonna box?
0: Yeah, he he was retired from boxing. I don't know, man. That I don't know that. <laughs> well, that I mean, it's kind of what Rocky left. Two was about, right? It's kind of what it was about. He, retired. but there
1: was still a boxing fan match. Like I feel like the, the the them not doing a boxing fight would probably hurt the film. I mean, there's people that think that Rocky Five, and I wish I was making this up, that they hate Rocky Five because there was a street fight and not a ring fight. Whereas I thought that was actually really creative and and different. But it is, but. There's lots of reasons to dislike that film, and <laughs> that to me is not in the top ten reasons. So,
0: no, I agree. I mean, there there's so much great. Like, if you do any research on John Avildsen or Stallone, there's like so much great nuggets of, of information that's out there. We'll we'll tap into some of it. But uh, for folks watching, uh, if you want to to comment or ask a question, we we will take super chats. I just want to get that out of the way. Uh, But let's start with this documentary on Netflix that I had you watch. Sly, I feel like now Stallone, some of these decisions uh, that he's been making of late are he's trying to uh, set his family up with uh you know in his daughters they they have the there's a peacock streaming show called The Family Stallone it's a it's a reality series with his daughters his wife and Frank i don't know if you've checked that out but i
1: didn't even know it existed until you
0: told me wacky i swear it's wacky and uh you know he had this fight with the producers of Rocky and he feels like he should have a bigger piece of this ip and he doesn't, and there's a bone of contention for him, some of which he's, he, he wasn't even in Rocky Three. and I think there's part of a, of a bigger argument for him that you know if he just does Rocky Three, then he's sort of acquiescing to the fact that you know he's, he's not a part of the, the bigger chunk of Rocky. What do you take what do you think about that whole argument?:
1: I don't know man,' it's, it's him against the studio. And uh, it's something you hear about a lot, even in, especially in the music industry. You know, Prince had that whole beef with his studio uh, or with his uh, recording record label.
0: Changed uh, his I, whole name.
1: Yeah, I know. Got rid of it for a while. <laughs> uh, and now we have the story literally right now where Taylor Swift is re recording her songs. Yeah. Like it's insane. And when something like that happens, I always tend to go for, not, no pun intended, the underdog, the creative, because. Yeah. You're yes, a uh, yes, maybe Stallone did sign something in the past, you know, where he gave the right away to, to the studio. I really hate when that happens, but it's something that's happened more than once in Hollywood. And uh, I feel like it's his. He created it. He directed a vast, majority, a vast majority of the older films. He's always been. And now, with that being said, that doesn't mean I agree with all his ideas, because. His idea for Creed three of having Clever Lang's son like <laughs> Deontay,
0: <Creed>. Deontay Wilder.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Deontay Wilder, but I don't know about him being Clever Lang's son. Hated that idea. Hated it. Hated it. But he should at least be a creative force involved, and it should belong to him because he created it. It's, it, it's his.
0: Some of his best decisions <laughs> are stuff that he's actually pulled out of the Rocky franchise, and I'll give you two. So in Rocky Balboa, Mr. T was actually supposed to be on the commentary team. Right, it's a Christian, born-again Christian, I remember that. And Dolph Lundgren's character of Ivan Drago was supposed to be dying in a hospital because of AIDS thanks to steroid abuse. And now who knows if this is fact or fiction, but supposedly the line for Sly or for Rocky in this scene is... If he dies, he dies. No, I don't like that. I don't like I don't that, like that that's, either. Yeah, that's, that's very not-rocky. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, his some of his best decisions are what he left on the cutting room floor. Well, I, the, the thing about
1: Clubber Lang, I actually do like that. I actually genuinely thought that would have been a nice touch. The thing with Drago, though, like, I get it that Drago killed killed you know apollo and i don't like that myself because apollo's my favorite character of the first three films mm-hmm. but it's like dude that's so not rocky and not even baby facious a baby face ish you know what i mean yeah um i really liked how they handled it in creed 2 sort of that situation where drago had to deal with ironically Ironically, Stallone's real life ex-wife. She mm-hmm. was the real heel of that family. <laughs> and uh by the way, I was on YouTube the other day and I saw a video that said, um uh what, what the hell is her name, bro? She used to be with um she used to be with uh 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 the guy from Public Enemy. I can't believe I'm forgetting Flavor her name. Brigitte huh? Ni- Brigitte Nielsen? Bridget Nielsen, and it said, yes, it said Bridget Nielsen says Stallone was a bad husband. And I was going to click it to, just to see if we could use it for the show. Yeah. But I never got around to it. But either way, it's just funny. I actually like how they did that. But it's funny how he wrote it. I like the scene where Drago confronts Rocky in the in, in his restaurant, yeah. in, Adri- in Adrian's. Like, the way they did it was good because it was – and the acting was – I think Dolph Lundgren's underrated as an actor. Especially – you see in that scene, both of them. I thought that was really powerful stuff. I really did. I like. I thought that's the right way to handle something like that.
0: Do you remember Barry Tompkins, who was the announcer in uh, Rocky Four in the fight? He, I
1: remember he... him for that movie. I don't yeah, remember yeah, yeah, any yeah. real
0: fights. So he he's actually a real announcer, and he did stuff uh, out here in the Bay Area. But he was interviewed, and he was talking about the final fight in uh, in Rocky Four, and uh, so they shot the scene where the guy comes uh, comes to the apron and he starts yelling at Drago and then uh, Drago grabs him and he holds him up. I fight for me. And, and so all Brigitte Nielsen had to do was say the word "niet," which I guess put him down or stop or whatever. And Barry Tompkins said Stallone had to coach her thirty times through that scene, and that same guy had to do his lines 30 times in a row and he said the guy you know the same thing same take perfect and it was all because Brigitte could not get the the tone and feeling of that of that line down so they were just sitting there for hours and hours and hours watching her got to be it. frustrating <laughs> amazing uh, okay so uh, the, going back to the slide documentary anything you learned anything you were surprised what did you I... think of his his the tone just his, the tone of the whole doc I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy
1: it. I kind of feel like somebody like him deserves more than just one doc because he has such a huge body of work. Yeah, yes. I loved Arnold's comments about how they were sort of subtle competitors in the 80s. Those are without question Arnold and and Sly are the two biggest action icons of the 80s and even the 90s. I, you know, that's that's what they'll be remembered for and sometimes like you'll watch a movie and you'll see like critically acclaimed films. And a lot of the people who are critics sometimes will look down upon these movies like commando or like Cobra. And it's like, no man, like, yes, it's not supposed to be high art. It's not supposed to be movies that you really think about that much, but those films are so much fun and so entertaining. And the beautiful thing is a lot of them are deeper than you realize especially movies like Rocky and Rambo. I think Rocky is really great with the underdog story, both for Rocky and Donnie Creed and uh, Rambo's PTSD is a great, great. I mean, the first one was really the most deep. The other ones become like solid action films, but these guys have a tremendous body of work. Same thing with Chuck Norris. And sometimes you just feel like watching something fun. Mm -hmm. You don't always want to like, you know, I think there's an art to that, too. Steven Seagal movies, even Van Damme. But above all those guys, it's Arnold and Sly. I love the stuff with Frank and the stuff with with his dad. I mean, that was crazy. The
0: dad stuff is nuts.
1: I didn't even know any of that stuff. That was nuts. Yeah, and I love that they brought up Copland because Copland is so underrated, dude. James Mangold's Copland. Uh, Seeing De Niro and Sly and that story he told about how he had to, like, Elevate De Niro, yeah, and he yeah. got it out of him. That he was almost playing director there. I loved it. So th- this guy, I feel like his life is—he's—he's he's old. I mean, he doesn't look old, but Sylvester Stallone's pretty old. They could do a documentary series on this dude, and it would still
0: be good. You know, the problem with documentaries these days, and I, I think that was this was the case with this one, but I'm not 100 sure, is the subject <laughs> wants to be the person to say, yes, this makes it on the doc and no, this does. Well, that
1: was this one, dock. wasn't it? It wasn't his production company. I think so.
0: Yeah. So it's, biased. It's, it's a little unfortunate because you don't really get an unbiased version of the story. But yeah. at the same time, as a Sylvester Stallone fan, and this is why I like you know what you said about him, which is if you just want to watch something fun. You want to see the the hits. You don't want to see a lot of the negativity or some of the things he's feeling. Though I will say, he kind of turned into Mick to me in, in a way. If you, if you remember, in you know the basically by Rocky Five, Mick was just kind of the spiritual inspiration of, of the series, right? And uh, and so that's kind of what he turned into. Like he has all these little nuggets of information about you know, when you get to the age of 40 before that, you're adding. And then after 40, oh, that hit me, bro. That, that hit me. So, but but I mean, there's like little sayings like that, which he wrote for a lot of those characters, but they came through the guise of the, the character of Mickey, you know, the, uh, the whole thing which about is based
1: and, on his father loosely. He said,
0: which loosely. in Rocky five, you know, about, you know, nothing hits harder than life and nature and all that stuff. and, like it, he has that stuff in him, but it's just through other characters. And I felt like he was like in this documentary saying, yeah, this is, you know, this is how I think about things, which is pretty interesting. Because like you said, he is, I think he's in his 70s at this point. He just looks younger because of all the HGH things.
1: <laughs> but like Rick Ross said, we'll throw him a little HGH. I, I will say this too. He does seem like a man who is willing to admit his flaws. So at least there's that like we we talked about you and I talk about the Jordan documentary, which I still think that the last dance is probably the best documentary in sports I've ever seen. And there's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah, I think that one blew everything out of the water. Similarly,
0: though, Michael Jordan, executive producer.
1: That's what I was going to say. That one you can kind of tell like we, we know Jordan has an ego and that's what helps push him to being so great. That one felt a bit more, you know, and there was criticism of him, too, especially with the shoes. The whole Republicans buy shoes thing. Yeah, but um that this one sly comes off more genuine. Both of them are old, but I feel like Sly is older. I have had to think he is. Maybe if Jordan had done the documentary in ten years, he would have been a little bit more. You know, Sly
0: better. Sly's at least ten years older than than Jordan. I think.
1: Right, and, and, and but I just feel like the Sly documentary felt more like he was willing to tackle the tough topics, mm-hmm. whereas Jordan, executive producer, he he might. I feel like that one was a bit more genuine. Maybe yeah, not so, as, as epic though.
0: Uh, so I I don't think it's a must watch in any way, but if you're a Sly fan, it's probably something to add to your queue there on Netflix and to check it out. Yeah. I had a good time with only an hour
1: and a half. Yeah.
0: Hang along. No, not at all. It could have been three hours. Yeah. It should have been a much bigger deal. I think it could have been, like you said, a three or four parter. There could have been, they could have interviewed more people. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, Paulie, who dies in uh, right before Creed starts, he, he passed away in real life. Burt Young, yes. So you know that that's the part of it is, is you wait a little longer to do these things. Thankfully, we still have Talia Shire. She was she was in it, um, but yeah, she was great. Yeah. I love the story about Adrian, like how he wrote the character and how she kind of.
1: I love that. I love that's a great character as well. Those those the early the first three Rocky movies, if you don't count the rest of them, which. Some do, some don't, but there are great ones after. But the first three work as a phenomenal trilogy. Like, if he mm-hmm. had stopped there, I think it would be compared to, like, Back to the Future and Star Wars. Like, those first three movies are just almost
0: flawless. I, I don't know. Rocky Three is, like, a superhero film. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that movie, though. That's my favorite one, and for a lot of reasons.
1: But um, – It's still a great film. It is. It is a little bit more goofy, but the story makes sense. You you know, he made it to the top. Then he, the glory, got to him. He lost a step, and he has to come back from that. That's like the logical next part of the story because that happens so much in real life.
0: You know the main problem with that movie?
1: I don't know, man. Because that movie has almost no problems. But what is the main problem? This is
0: one problem that I have with this movie. Terry Malia. Paulie and Mick are racist in this movie. Mick calls Clubber Lang an ape in this movie.
1: I actually didn't even notice that. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't view that as being racist. Maybe it was, I, but I also feel like Paulie. Paulie being racist does not surprise me.
0: Well, Paulie's also racist in uh, in uh, Rocky. Rocky. Uh, no, in in uh, Rocky Balboa as well. But yeah, but the, I, the way I,
1: they handle it is awesome because he's like you know. I don't like these people. Maybe they don't like you. Like I, I love that. Um, I actually, it makes sense for Mick to be racist because he's an old man, and old people say weird things from you know back in the day or whatever. But um, but it makes sense for Pauly to be racist because he's an asshole. So I mean, I just, I don't know. Those things don't bother me that much because it's it's just realistic. You well, know? the
0: the original version of of the first rocky that he wrote mick was actually a racist in in that first draft of of this the uh he's trying to make it playing. like all these
1: old people like i mean it just i feel like as it's controversial but for those old people it makes sense to me
0: okay so let's get into our rewatchability order here uh, so we're we are right on with the first three with our first three Uh, picks here and then it gets a little funky and so we'll explain the funkiness but you and i both have rocky three as the most rewatchable the most dependable to to kind of keep you entertained uh, of the entire series now what is the moment in this movie where you think like or it's kind of like the moment where you're like i can't wait for this to happen because it just kicks the thing into a different gear
1: I don't know, man. I look, look. I love this movie. I do want to make a comment about the rewatchability thing. I think one of we're not talking about which is the best made movie. No, no, no. no the best, a different,
0: thats a different question and a different ranking.
1: No, no, for sure. And I was going to say when you look at the franchise, the best made one was probably the first Rocky and the first Creed, as far as story goes. Yes, they're very I would similar. Agree with that. But at the same time, I think a great movie is rewatchable. I think if somebody says to me oh, I love, you know, The Godfather. Why? Because every time I rewatch, I learn something new. That's, 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 and you know what? That's what makes a great movie. So I think when you told me rewatchability, you could use that as an argument to say, okay, well, these are the greatest, like a lot of the great movies of all time are rewatchable. Now I will say this, some of them are not that rewatchable. For example, those three and four hour films like Scorsese movies that go four hours. You can't just, Put those on, and then, like you said, like start watching it from there. Yep. But Rocky Three, I think you can because a most people have seen the movie. B, it used to be on TV all the time. Rocky Three and Four were the ones that were always on TV. Yep. I actually never saw Rocky One until I got it on DVD because I never saw it. No, that's not really, true. that's not true. No, 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 not, no. Actually, I saw Rocky One once on like on on Spike TV, or it was late at night one of those channels then i got it on dvd but um th- but i think, I think rocky 3 is underrated for by a lot of people i feel because it is a movie you can just at any point because it's there's so many beautiful things going on here the the not just the fun stuff with hulk and 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 lane being a hilarious villain cuz he's funny <laughs> as hell but i just love rocky's ba- character arc I love, it's sad when Mick dies. I love what Apollo Creed does, the whole, you know, we're going to team up. The enemy of the first two movies team up. I'm a sucker for that. And then there's, of course, Adrian. I still feel like the scene of them on the beach, every time I watch that scene, it hits me in the feels, where she said, I'm afraid, you know, and that whole thing. And when you watch that scene, the first thing I think of is, I want to marry somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And that's a that so it's just, and that's not taken away from the other movies. Just Rocky Three, I think, is so underrated by people. Uh, but at any point in the movie, man, you just say, okay, I can't wait. The I love the the scene with Thunderlips. I love the first fight. I mean, there's just there that movie. I don't think has any wasted scenes. You know what I mean? I think every scene's important, and it's, it's hard to make a movie like that. Even Rocky Balboa had scenes that were. I think maybe wasted, you
0: know, unnecessary. Well, I think so. The beginning, the the beginning of of Rocky Three. Some of I have the, the tiger, some of the slow. Yeah, you, you have the the opening montage which kicks the whole thing off, and you know, of course, the brilliance of replaying the last fight with, with the music and with the crescendo, and to kind of leave you in a good spot. Though. When he is doing commercials and he's wearing the suits, and Paulie throws down his uh, not his Rolex watch, his Xlax watch is what he calls it. Uh, like there, there are some slow scenes there because they're setting up this like big. He's on top of the mountain and he's, he's I love that. fall. So, but from a from from a setting, it's great. But if you are going to skip some stuff and go, oh, what do I want to see? You're going to go to Thunderlips. Well, that is that is awesome, too. But the thing that kicks it into gear for me is when Adrian basically tells him he's afraid and he's got to be honest. And once that thing clicks, it's like he just like snaps his fingers And then it goes into that last montage where he finally, you know, before that, he's like flat footed and Apollo's like killing him in the gym and he can't swim. And then he gets inspired by his wife. Well,
1: that's the beginning. That's the beginning of the end when he gets inspired. And I still think that this film to this day, I think this movie is the best. It has the best training montage of all. And I just love Apollo's arc. I love Apollo's. You, you know, just everything about Apollo, I love it. You know, and hold on, the stream to a friend of mine who's who might want to watch. But um, I, I love love that entire like, th- I, dude. When I, I watched the movie again this year, and I love all the Rocky films, but like when I was gonna watch that one at Rocky One, I was like giddy because I, <laughs> I I just I was like I because I, I, that that movie hits me in the heart so yeah. much just everything about it the, the Apollo thing and then you know the, the finale when he fights up when he fights uh Clover Lang the second time and, and basically does the Ali shuffle to wear him down. Yeah and, and he's like come on you ain't so bad it's Europa like a dope endliest thing. Now one thing that is very noticeable is if you look at Stallone's body from Rocky two to Rocky three <laughs> brother that's a whole you know how melter has that ability to see if a guy's on the juice like He's sometimes <laughs> always looking pretty big and you see the observer you know what he's talking about that is never been more obvious than with rocky three
0: i want to say uh franco colombo trained him for rocky three so talk about like bot uber body guy That um the What was I going to say? There was one thing that I was going to forget. It'll come back to me. But yeah, I I agree with you. This is the most rewatchable film of all of them. If 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 I had to choose between one of the movies to watch, it's going to be this one, even though, as you said, Rocky, the original Rocky is a better film. But, but, yeah. this is this is a this is an experience, and it, but it, and it's, it's still a great story. I mean, I just
1: I I I, I actually have fought for this movie because I had a buddy of mine rank it as his least favorite, and he Ooh. put Rocky Four as his favorite. And I'm like, are you nuts? Like it's sort of like when when Paulie looks at Rocky, it's in Russia. Are you nuts? It's the same. <laughs> I give like, are you crazy? Because I think Rocky Four. IV, I've actually there was a time in my life. And we and I have talked about this where I hated Rocky Four. I actually despised that movie even more than Five. You know what saved that movie for me was Creed Two? Because mm-hmm. going into Creed Two, I think you and I were talking about it. I was very skeptical because it's like, what can they do with this? Why mm-hmm. are we going back to this? But the way they kind of wrote the character of Drago and his son and their relationship, it made Rocky Four better. And I used to hate that movie. And now I kind of I, I, I put it in the timeline as it being important.
0: The um, the thing about the Creed 2 that was so good. And, and as we've seen, like there was talks of it doing like a TV series of the Drago family from Amazon. And the reason why that's kind of interesting is because so MGM which is puts out all of these films. Yeah, it is now an Amazon Studio. So if you want to do a TV show for Amazon Prime, this Rocky IP is actually perfect for that. And and so I could definitely see like uh, it seems well, they like
1: are, they are doing something like that, aren't they? Doing like an animated series and like other there's things? been
0: lots of discussions and yeah. nothing that I could tell that is actually going to happen except. Creed Four it looks like Creed Four is definitely going to. Michael happen. B.
1: Jordan directing. I have yeah. comments about that. I just I I, I I get every time they announce a new one, I'm always like, this is going to be the one that sucks, and <laughs> it ends up being good every time. Like Creed, I was like, okay, before it came out, it's it's Apollo's kid, whatever. I was like, end it here. After Creed Two, I was like, okay, this is it. This is the perfect <laughs> ending right here. Rocky reunites with his son and his grandson. Beautiful ending. That's the end of the character. Rocky Three comes along. Jonathan Majors, the ever controversial man, but a phenomenal talent. And I, I, I don't know, I don't know what they could do in,
0: in Creed Four. Like, you know what I mean? So many stories have been told. We'll talk about the Creed Three timeline too, because that is the major flaw in that film. Is the timeline is all jacked up because of the flashbacks and, and such? So they they are that what they do with the creed 4 timeline is going to be very interesting because you know the way that they separated creed 2 and creed 3 i think it was supposed to be like 7 years later and in in the reality the timeline was about 3 years or 4 years later so i like it so well we'll get to that when we talk about creed 3 okay so we also both have on number 2 on our list we both have creed which again I go back and forth on which is the best Rocky film, either the original Rocky or Creed like Creed is so uh, Creed has like no BS in it whatsoever. It moves. It hits all the the good story filmmaker, all the great storytelling points. And there's no, there's no fat to me on the bone. Now, if you want to make a complaint about Creed is Tony Bellew as pretty Ricky Conlon bad guy enough for this film
1: Uh, but i like the fact that he's like more realistic do you notice starting with rocky balboa they really leaned into the realism the the fights are a bit more realistic although they're still movie fights they're a bit more you know they're a bit closer you've got the hbo stuff with max kellerman and that and then you know it just those feel like they could take place in our world a lot more than the old Rocky movies could. I noticed that distinctly with Rocky Balboa and then Creed Creed Two. I like him as a villain. I mean, that movie, you know, I'm not even ashamed to tell you, that movie made me cry three times in the movie theater. <laughs> oh, go. dude, I was bawling. When when Rocky gets cancer, Yeah, I had just lost my father the previous year and my mom died of cancer. So I was just, dude, I was a mess. And then when he tells him he loves him, and they played dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. They waited until the last round to play it. And I was like... You know, right now I've been obsessing over a little movie called Godzilla minus one.
0: Yes, so I, someone may, already made a comment about that, or uh, in the comments,
1: It did because I've been I've been <laughs> one of my friends to go see it, except
0: you because you never listen to my suggestions. So I just... no, my my nephew is a huge Godzilla fan. He goes, he was watching. You don't have to be a Godzilla fan to see this. Godzilla movie, fan, uh, he's watched every single Godzilla thing, and I and he wanted this like hundred and fifty dollar figure from. Uh, from the movie that doesn't even come out until next year, like in the fall or something.
1: Well, I, I I am not going to try and sell the movie to you. You're the only person I know who I haven't because you're very you're very difficult to get through. I
0: I, I don't mind I don't mind seeing it. I it's just it's you not. It have wasn't, already seen it. It wasn't on my list of things to watch, but I know a lot of people who loved it and who are. I
1: was trying you know, to tell LaRocca to watch it, bro. Like I'm <laughs> like, dude, because this movie needs to be seen in theaters. This is not a home video movie. You need the sound and you need the big, you know. But Godzilla minus one. Is sort of like Creed in that it borrows from the original 54 Godzilla, mm-hmm. like like Creed borrows from Rocky, but it's like a modern version. I think Creed will connect stronger with certain communities and with the younger people more than Rocky. In fact, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who say that Creed was their gateway drug, and when they got into the Rocky franchise, they went back and saw their the, the previous six because of Creed. So mm-hmm. But it was so well made. I'm not even going to sit here and say it's it, it's it's literally like a modern version of the original Rocky with Rocky in it. And Rocky yeah. was making the movie. It was I love that movie. So, yeah, I'm, I, it should be ranked high. By the way, go see guys a little minus one. I today.
0: might. I'm, I may. I Bro, have, you should. I'll, I'll have it's some not time. Even a, It's I'll, not I'll a monster movie.
1: It, it is a melodramatic post World War II story that it should win for best picture. And I'm serious when I say that
0: the movie creed if if i am i don't really flip channels anymore because it's not the way tv works. nobody does that anymore right but if creed is on and it comes to the point of uh adonis and rocky are in the basement of that restaurant and rocky says do you want me to make the call and adonis says make the call and, and then Adonis screams and goes, I'm fighting pretty Ricky Conlet. Like that point from there, I, I have to watch the rest of the movie. Like I can't just like go away from what I'm doing because from that moment, it's like I'm glued like that. Like some of these Rocky films don't really have that moment. I Oh, and but, not
1: just that, but also uh, I love the part where Rocky where he asks him about that third fight acknowledging Mm -hmm. rocky three which i love the ending of rocky three you know you fight great but i'm a great fighter and then rocky acknowledges the tribal chief and says creed (laughs) one like so apollo beat him in that sparring match yeah and that was because apollo was always the better boxer rocky was the brawler tough guy who could take damage like nobody else to the point where he should have died. I mean that's what we, we we find this out and that's the story of Rocky 3, 4 and 5 mm-hmm. that the damage from the first fight and now we've got Clubber Lane, then we got the steroid freak, you know Ivan Drago, but um I love that he said yeah he he was better than I was, but he taught me all his tricks mm-hmm. for Rocky 3. What a great franchise, dude. There's you really can't go wrong.
0: You really can't all right, so our, both of our third picks here are the original Rocky. Beautiful film. Okay, where do you sit on the Rocky and Adrian scene? Oh, man. where he brings oh. her up to his apartment. He he kind of begs her and she does go. You know, he he doesn't force her into the apartment. But it's pretty clear she's uncomfortable. And then he takes the shirt off and flexes the muscles a little bit. And then she kind of goes into the corner and he hovers above her. Like that scene is in, uncomfortable. in Twenty twenty three can be a little uncomfortable based off of how things are, you know, how we see things today.
1: I mean, I agree with you. I actually think I felt weird about
0: that scene when I first saw it. Which when was- I was a kid, it was the scene that I would fast forward through because I was like, I don't want to watch this crap.
1: No, I, I agree. There, there are some things to fast forward through in Rocky. I don't anymore. Rocky gets better the older you get. Some of these movies, I think, work better after you've been through some shit.
0: Oh That's yeah. Oh way. yeah. You yeah. see more things from Rocky's perspective for sure. The, age. the scene is
1: weird. Cause the word that I saw used once was "rapey." I would not go that far to to use that word for that scene. Yeah. No. But he's definitely very aggressive, and not every woman likes that. I'm sure – I mean, I know some do, but that's – but he's almost – Wait, wait, wait. Some, some like, rapey behavior? No, no, no. I'm not using the word rapey, but some, like, a got to take charge. But okay. it did feel okay. like
0: – the way that it's shot,
1: it feels like he almost puts her against the corner and she can't move. You know what I mean? She's up against the wall. So yeah. it is a weird, it is, I won't even lie. And I'm, and, and for the record, I, I'm not one of those, and you know, this, I'm not one of those. Oh my God, I'm offended people. Like on the internet now, sure, these sure. snowflakes, I'm not a snowflake, but that scene is weird. I, I've even felt that way back in the day. It's a weird way of seduction.
0: You gotta, you gotta use a new word. I think that word is a little outdated these days. Well, wait, which word snowflake?
1: Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what words it's, to
0: it's too politically charged, I think.
1: Well, um, yeah, maybe you're right.
0: People uh, who take carrots, people I'm not that. Um, so I, I did some research when doing and I did our series, and supposedly the reason why that scene plays out the way that it does is because Talia Shire had the flu during that scene and she was really worried that she was going to pass it on to Sly. And they had a really tight budget and they had a, a very short window of time to film this movie. So if he gets sick, it kind of throws things all, at a, all him out of Him kissing
1: rat. or could have got him sick, though?
0: And it actually does. It gets him sick before a lot of the training stuff. But that's why it was she was maybe even overly shy is because she was not feeling well during that whole scene. So. Uh, but, you know, you you this movie kicks into gear a few different times. And there are a couple of punches in the gut, man, like when he and Mick are arguing and Mick wants to be his trainer. And he's like, you know, I've been asking you to be my trainer forever and you don't pay any attention to me. Care. And Mick's like, well, because I can't hear very well. <laughs> like trying to make up excuses. But yeah, the movie still, you know, it 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 is the origin story that creates everything. And it's still, it still rocks. Today. The
1: only, the only thing about that movie that I always found weird was Paulie's like weird anger issues. Like when he breaks the lamp or whatever with the bad, I watch it and I'm like, bro, chill out. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know what I mean? That scene where he like, that's oh, weird. It's a well,
0: weird th- yeah, this dude cares so much about his 30 year old sister's virginity. <laughs> like, like more than anybody should care at that point. So kind of weird. Okay, so here's where we start to split off here. You at number 4, you have Creed 2. I do. I think it's a very easy watch. I really do. And I have Rocky 4. So we have the same I was going to put line. that on there actually. So, but but I think Fire. the reason why I have Creed 4 is because Creed 2. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rocky 4. Rocky 4 is a 75-minute music video. Yes. The, the pace of the movie is so that you don't change the channel like nothing slows down. You know, there's a couple of scenes that are a little touching, but the whole movie is like, we don't want you to even think about changing the channel like we want you to stick. So there's you know, it's not the best film, like you said, It's it's probably on in the weaker side from a filmmaking perspective. But it is the continuation of the superhero movie that is Rocky 3 and Sly going bigger and better and badder like Vince McMahon it's, it's would. It's almost too much, though. It is. It is It is too much. But from a rewatchability standpoint, I'm going to get stuck, you know, watching something. And if a certain scene pops up, I just I'm just going to keep watching. I mean, if I see snow and Rocky is – you know, m- trying to get the screaming the, on the mountain the, or the car to, like, lose him as he's running up. Like, I just have to watch the rest of the movie. And
1: yeah, you- I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. It's just that that one was on TV more so than much. Yeah. And more than any of the other ones, actually, right around this time, Christmas time, because I think doesn't the fight with Drago take place on Christmas Day I on think Christmas Day? Yeah, yeah, so it, 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 maybe it's a Christmas movie, but I see it on TV a lot, or I used to. I don't watch TV anymore. I don't think you do either, except for like sports and stuff like that. But, I
0: watch TV uh, in a much different way than I used to, for sure. Right, we all do. But I, the only reason why I put Creed
1: 2 higher is just because it's. I think it's a better story. I think once Donnie is in the hospital after the injuries, or even before then, that's a movie where I have to keep watching it because – we haven't really seen, besides the first Rocky and then the beginning of Rocky V, we haven't seen our main protagonist be injured to that degree. You, mm-hmm. could, you could make an argument that's worse, but his kidney being ruptured and all those things that happened, we've never really seen a disqualification in, in a Rocky movie. So they did try new things with Creed 2. And that's, that's why I commend the movie so much, because you would think they'd be out of ideas by now but no, they kept, they got it. So yeah, I love that movie. That's why I put it
0: higher. Why I have it a little bit lower and I actually have it quite a bit lower is there is a lot of stuff that I think they could have cut out in this story. It is the, I think it's the longest one out of all of them. This movie is like two hours and 10 minutes. And you know, there are, there's great stuff in this movie too, but I think in in some instances I'm like, OK, like this is a, this is getting a little long, like these scenes could have been chopped up a little bit to to make them play a little better. And I, I think that's what they actually got better in Creed three. And I wonder if you gave uh, Michael B. Jordan a little sodium pentothal, a little truth serum, if he would have said, yeah, I think Creed two was just a little long. So I wanted to cut Creed three a little bit and make it a little tighter. But, uh, by the but, way,
1: uh, speaking of which his body from Creed 1 to Creed 2 <laughs> is, is like Stallone's body from Rocky 2 to three. He is an absolute
0: monster in this movie. I've never seen him that big. Well, he had to he had to be a heavyweight, right Because in the first Creed he's a light heavyweight. But you know who you know who is even bigger is uh, Andre Ward and Andre Ward to try and gain weight was not great. Andre Ward looked a little flabby to try and be a heavy weight, <laughs> but that's right. like, going back to what you said about the realism of the fights, having real fighters in there. That's another one. Yeah, I love um, that. Okay. So we're going to disagree slightly with Creed two and Rocky four, but your next one is Rocky two, as is my next one. As Rocky too. And it's, it's a little ironic because I feel like Rocky 2 is, is long in points as well. Like there's yeah. a whole yep. long story of Adrian being in a coma and uh, bill Simmons would always make the joke that when Adrian is in a coma, the audience is also in a coma during, but once Mick goes, well, once she wakes up and she tells Rocky to win. win and Mickey goes, well, what are, what we, are waiting we waiting for? for from that moment on until the end? You got to stay, you got to watch like you cannot, not watch from that point because you know that you're about to see some of the best Rocky ever and I I will still say I know you said that the Rocky 3 training montage and such is your favorite I'm going to lean Rocky 2 but I also think the fight as crazy and you know Rocky should have been knocked out like 20 times in this movie. It's still my favorite one. It's my favorite fight scene, in it, which is Rocky 2.
1: Well, it's a great, it's long and it's epic. And the thing about this movie, and you and I talked about this movie, I remember many, many years ago, and we discussed like how long, the way you just talked about. And this is a movie that literally gets better the older you get. That, this is the one of the entire Rocky franchise This is the one where as you mature in life, you appreciate it more. I hadn't seen this movie in a while, and I watched it again earlier this year before Mm -hmm. Creed 3 came out. I watched the entire franchise, and I fell in love with this movie. I I loved it so much that I almost put it at number one because for a sequel, this was – I mean, it's hard to do a sequel – that hits the same emotional beats as the first movie. This one hit totally different emotional beats. So even the slow scenes and the romantic scenes, they hit you so hard, you know, and her being in a coma. And then when she's like, win, like, Adrian is the best wife in the world in Rocky two and three ever. You know what I mean? But this is a movie where she's
0: the worst in Rocky four.
1: Oh dude. I hate that's one of the reasons why I hate Rocky four. That's one of the reasons why I hate Rocky four, but Rocky two is gets better with age. I'm telling you now, if you're watching this and you think Rocky two is boring or whatever, come back in 10 years when you go through some shit and it, it'll hit you differently. Because, I, dude, I, I, I'm i telling you right now, when I saw it earlier this year, I literally told my friends, I may like it more than the original. I, I calmed down a bit after thinking about it, but it's right there because it yeah. really is that
0: good the older you get. Okay, what about this, though? In the original Rocky, Gazzo's sidekick, who's always laying into to Rocky and making fun of him, Right. Tells Rocky to take Adrian to the zoo. Take it to the zoo. And then he proposes to her while he's at
1: the zoo and Rocky too. What the hell? Maybe you could uh marry me a little. <laughs> That's great, though. That's very in character. But I love the how he's like trying to do commercials, and there's a lot more comedy in this one than the first he's one.
0: he's got some really good one liners. And look, this is him.
1: This is I his don't tell pet. you to stop being a woman. Don't tell me to stop being a man. Powerful.
0: This is his uh, whole thing, right? Like, Avildsen doesn't direct this; Stallone directs it. Avildsen says that he was dating somebody who was uh, an actress, and they did a movie together. And he said it was a mistake because they broke up, and then he missed out on Rocky II. And so, but this is Stallone trying to say, "Oh, now I am—you know—I am somebody in Hollywood. I am going to." do this in the way that I know how to do it. And he's trying to be very mature and very adult. And so, you know, this movie's also long. They, they could have cut some stuff out in this movie, but ultimately I think it works, but it is also the least, I think it was the least successful one of them, even compared to Rocky five, which did, I think Rocky Five's international business saved it, but uh, this one beat Rocky five domestically, but yeah, still, still good stuff. Okay. So for the next one, you have Rocky four at number right. six, which we already talked about. My number six is Rocky Balboa. And you talk about a movie that will sit with you a little bit more as you. That, get one, older. Too. that one too. That's, that's one that yep. it does. Now there's some questionable situations like all of a sudden uh little Marie is, you know he's he's hanging out with little Marie a little bit too much and it's almost like you know, they're dating but they're not. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like me and Duan had this question: Did they actually knock boots? Like, what's going on here? It's um, weird, especially when it, you watch the first movie. And he's got the, you know, he has her son who is just in this movie, you know, not in a not in any of the other films. Uh, what what they took out is supposedly. The reason why he gets the dog is because Pauly moves out to uh, with his girlfriend. And so that's a deleted scene. If you have the DVD, it's, it's a Pauly moves out. But then when he gets fired from the meatpacking company, he moves back in with, with Rocky. But that's why that's like why the whole dog stuff is in there is because he, he didn't, he didn't have anybody at the house. Um, but yeah, and there are weird parts of it. There's, you know, Antonio Tarver, who's not an actor. Uh, but he made the boxing scenes believable. Actually, doing this movie kind of hurt his career because he had to gain so much weight that when he actually went back to boxing, he, he that was kind of the trajectory of his downfall. Uh, but we get uh, Milo Ventimiglia, who people know better from This Is Us. He plays Rocky Jr. And I think the scene for me, which then kicks the film into, into gear is the you know the world's not all sunshine and rainbows that speech is yeah, maybe that's my favorite best. rock it's maybe my favorite in all the in all the rocky series that is one of the best scenes
1: i think in the entire series and i think starting with rocky 5 really in this one rocky becomes this old you know sage wise man he's not the same in the first couple of movies but i like that because it shows that he's older Um, I did not like Adrian dying, but now when I first saw the movie, I didn't like Adrian dying. I didn't like that, but the same because everybody dies around him, bro, like Mick, Apollo, Adrian. Now having a lot of my close people die on me. My parents and other people that I was close to, again, it hits more. This movie, you're right, this, this like Rocky II, hits a lot harder the older you get. Like, it really does. But it is a movie that I find enjoyable, although I think this movie is the most like Rocky I than any of them, including Rocky V. This one feels like Rocky I all over again. The only issue I really have is it's a little bit not believable, that Rocky did so well against the heavyweight champion of the world, but it's also a Rocky movie, so it's the same thing as in the first movie.
0: And they did no sparring because his joints can't take the sparring, but his joints can actually take lifting heavyweights. I never understood that one. And he um, can take getting hit by the heavyweight champion of the world because realistically, well, okay. he would have already been knocked out. Well, you remember what the out was in that movie, which is uh, Mason the Line Dixon Great breaks name. his hand. Right. So he breaks his hand and, you know, Duke tells Rocky, "Okay, we've got a a couple of rounds here before the hand goes numb on him and he's not going to be able to throw it. So we actually have to do damage now and then he's going to get feeling in his hand back. And then, you know, so we got to, like, start now. But um, I like the old school training. And, you know, you know, it's funny is uh, MMA fighters would would do these these crazy trainings. And I saw Randy Couture do like push-ups where he had like a basketball and then he did like a one-arm pushup and then move the basketball to the other hand. And, you know, Rocky's doing that. Rocky's doing um, squats with weights and then chains on top of the weights. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson will do that stuff, like that kind of training. So it's a little bit of old school with a little bit of, of new school training, at least new school for 2006. A little bit of MMA influence to the training. And I Reddit, also
1: like that the the fight is shot like uh it's shot with HBO cameras, right? It's shot like a real pay-per-view. That was that was great.
0: Yes, yes. Um and uh, Max Kellerman and Larry Merchant and Jim Lampley. You know what's sad is that there is no more HBO boxing. And not only that. I never that, thought I would see the other day. That, that a, I'm still surprised about that. And not only that there is no longer Showtime boxing, so yeah. I'm assuming in Creed Four, if there is a fight, it's got to be under like dezone or something, Golden
1: cause... Boy Productions or
0: something. <laughs> yeah, the by that point, showtime. it'll be
1: it'll be it'll be Endeavor. By that point, at yeah. this rate,
0: yeah. Uh, okay, so now uh, the next one on your list is Creed Three, which I have. I have Creed Two and then Creed Three. So let's talk about Creed. I mean. Uh, Familiar. I don't know. I,
1: I couldn't figure out where to put this one because I've only seen it a couple
0: times. I think S- for now, I think for now, we both have it in similar spots. The rewatchability for this movie to me is in the uh, once Stephen A. Smith and Michael B. Jordan, Stephen A. Smith has Michael B. Jordan on his show. Oh, that's a great scene. And Jonathan Majors' character calls in on the show. And Michael B. Jordan's character has to then, you know, that this is where he's announcing that this fight is happening. The The training scene, though, is a bit of a struggle because he's been retired for a few years and he is not sharp in the ring. And uh, little Drago is giving it to him, giving him the business in their sparring sessions. There's a Terrence Crawford sighting. Terrence Crawford, best pound-for-pound fighter today, maybe, uh so there Canelo's there's this really, in the movie too in the in the movie. Uh, so there's some there's some cool stuff and this is similarly like Rocky 3 in that Michael B Jordan is on top of the world now and he's got to figure out how to balance being a successful human, but also having someone from his past come into his life. And, and so that was a really Someone who, cool who thing. went
1: to prison. That was a great reveal too, that he went to prison on behalf of him like that. And the thing about the movie is this movie made me feel something interesting when he's – during the final fight when they're about to duke it, I love – first of all, there's tons of Dragon Ball all over this movie, and Michael B. Jordan's admitted that. Yeah, that's the what The double said. punch is that. right out of Dragon Ball. The uppercut, right out of Dragon Ball. I could even send you the image if you want to see it. But um, the – when they're fighting and, and, and he does the thing where the arena's empty because it's just one man – That was something we had never seen before in a rocky movie and it really shows you the perspective of a fighter but one of the things they did in this movie that no other rocky movie did is as i'm watching the main event of the movie the 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 final fight i'm i'm very bummed out because they did a great job in showing the friendship these guys had as kids Mm -hmm. and when you're watching them fight you legitimately feel like damn man like it's come to this it didn't need to come to this and it's come to this like And it's really a bummer. Like it really is a bummer because you look at Jonathan Major's character and he's a scumbag, but there's good inside of him. You can tell there's good. He's very bitter, but there's good there. Mm -hmm. And I love at least after the fight when they're like, you know, and and it's like we're, we're may they might not be best friends, but. They got it out of their system that, that that movie touched on things that other movies didn't touch on, which, again, what more could they touch on with Creed four? I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah, we'll find out. By the way, if you are watching this and you can hit that like for us, that would be Definitely great. Hit a like. And I know that we got Share a lot of, out. a lot of people from D's channel. If you could uh, give us a subscribe. D's going to be with me. We're, I think we're thinking, you know, once a month in in 2024. So you'll see more of Dan, but it
1: won't be about Rocky every time.
0: No, no, no. A lot of it will be wrestling related. So, uh, but going back to what you just said about Creed three and that scene, which is the la- one of the last scenes in the movie. It's not quite the last scene, but he goes and he's talking to to, to uh, Dame Diamond Dame, and he basically says, you know, it's not your fault because dame's telling telling uh baby creed he's like it's not your fault and then uh, adonis tells him it's not yours either and then they both realize you know we were kids we were kids back then and just manipulated by the system and uh, so that was a great way to end that scene as friends and they did their little
1: it's a bummer too because of what's going on now with jonathan majors we're recording this literally the day after the trial. It's a bummer because that Dame character could have been a really important piece of Creed Four. There was going to be
0: a Dame series. Yeah,
1: and it would have been cool to either have Donnie train with Dame or help him with his career or possibly do an Apollo thing where I'm not saying to kill him off, but maybe they could have killed him off or had him be injured by the next big villain. And there's a lot of ways they could have used that character going forward. He's a good, but now I think I think in time majors will come back to making movies. I think for right now he needs to take some time off. He's, he's got a body, he's head. got a
0: bodybuilding movie that was supposed to come out that uh, is called ma- something, some magazine, something where he's like jacked. But it was a bodybuilding magazine, a uh, bodybuilding movie that I think they've shelved for now. I wonder if it'll ever see the time of day.
1: I hope it does because I hate when they do that with movies. Uh, but I just feel like no one's gonna hire him for new movies for a little while. It's unfortunate because th- that really there's a whole topic we could talk about with that. But the point is, it's unfortunate because that guy's super talented, but he's definitely got issues and he needs to work on them. And I hopefully. Hopefully Hollywood will eventually forgive him. I think other people like, for example, even Robert Downey Jr., he had a lot of personal problems, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and he revitalized his career as Iron Man. Hopefully someday he'll get that second chance if he changes.
0: Yeah, I mean, just assault and assaulting your partner, if that is absolutely what he did, that's going to be. A lot harder for him to to come back from. I agree. You know.
1: I agree. I'm not condoning in any way. I'm just saying it's unfortunate because he's a talented guy. And these characters, both Dame and Kang the Conqueror, had so much potential to have to give us so many great moments in upcoming movies that we're never going to see
0: now. All right. And now both last on our list, the the infamous Rocky Five. John Avilson did come back for this one. But he he said, you know, the 1976 uh, Sylvester Stallone was a lot different from the 1990 version of Sylvester Stallone. There are some rewatchable parts. The street fight choreographed by the late, great Terry Funk. Yes. Is fantastic. There's a drop toehold in this street fight. Uh, It's Rocky using his his, uh, savviness as a street fighter. Where you know, what he learned from Thunderlips, Tommy Gunn only fights in the ring, but not in Rocky said the ring, the the ring is outside. No,
1: by the way, I want to say something that right there is one of the most alpha, maybe the most alpha scenes in cinema. That's why I can't hate on this movie. This movie has a lot of problems. Rocky's son is extremely annoying in the movie, he (laughs) aged up like six years, even though uh, it takes place right after four. The stuff with the concussion. Uh should have been a bit more serious, especially what we know about CTE now, even though back then it wasn't as well known. So I'm gonna give him a break on that. I, there's things I love about this movie. There's a lot of problems though. Like I said, the whole the fact that they went broke, I hate, hate that that idea to this day. But when he tells them you're push him down, I'm try pushing me down. And then he says, My rings outside. That's the most alpha line in the entire franchise. And that line by itself elevates this movie to being awesome.
0: That's not but, even my favorite line, though. You know what my favorite line is what's that? When he tells Polly. This ain't no pie eating contest. Yeah, he does tell him, no. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, Kick his ass, Daddy took my room. No, no yeah. that's the worst
1: line that's in the, the whole line.
0: in the whole series. It's the worst line. Yeah, well,
1: rest in peace, Ace Stallone, because he did die too young. But uh, I just want to say that, yeah, Rocky Five. There's supposedly, and I've been talking about this for a while, or the world has another cut of this movie that's supposed to be way better. And I can kind of see that. Like, Well, when you know you watch... he's
0: supposed to die in it, right? It was written yeah, for him originally. Die. He,
1: yeah, Adrian comes out of the house and says, you know, he passed away as a fighter. Thankfully, he didn't. But there's still supposed to be another cut that's so much better than the one that we got. And there's rumors of them actually putting that on four cases. And so I hope we get that because that'll be interesting. For sure. I do want to see it. No, I mean, because when you watch the movie, you can kind of tell it could improve a bit with editing. But how
0: is Stallone going to recut that thing, seeing his son at like age 13? It's going
1: to be hard for him, bro. I mean, that's hard. I mean, that that is difficult. I hope maybe he'll get somebody else to do it. He'll just tell him what to put in. I don't know. But uh, it, it, this is a weird movie because the concepts behind like, You know what happens? I hate it, and you can't fix that. Yeah, but you can make it a better movie with some editing. So,
0: by the way, I mentioned the timeline issues in Creed Three, the 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 bouncing uh, to two thousand and two. By the way, opening scene of Creed Three with Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Oh my god! And they didn't even. The more famous remix with Jay Z and Rakim, they The Watch is
1: a great song, man. I love that. Yeah. I love that song and the remix, as you said.
0: Yeah. Um. So, but like that's 2002, and then based off of the based off of their math, his rematch with uh, Tony Bellew, uh, or is it or is it uh Pretty Danny Rick- Wheeler? One one of the 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 fights on a timeline basis is supposed to pretty Ricky in this movie. No, 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 I know. But I'm saying the timeline, uh, the, I think it, it might be the pretty Ricky fight. Uh, it's technically takes place before the Drago fight. If you, if we were to, keep track of the years in which this stuff is supposed to happen. So the timeline is very bouncy in this, which, which affects it because they're telling you how many years X, Y, and Z. I wish they just didn't do that. Don't tell me how many years just flash back and we'll do the math in our heads, but they did that. And then in Rocky four, but Rocky four has the worst one where uh, after a Rocky five, I'm sorry. After Rocky four, young Rocky junior is dancing with his friends on Christmas as his dad wins. And then Pops gets off the plane and the kid is like six years older. So uh,
1: yeah, right. And, and Rocky Five starts right after Rocky Four. So yes. you can't even say it's a time skip.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we got through it. Uh I really appreciate you doing this. I know that you you kind of gave me a little bit of fun, you know, making fun a little bit when I did the thing with doing, uh, because I know you would have loved to, to do that. It was supposed to be me. But it sold me out. But we got we got to do this. So I, I think that this was good and uh, more people are able to to check us out and then they'll hopefully come back when we do something, whatever it is in January. You're going to the Royal Rumble, right? Yes, it is my backyard. I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun show. So we'll we'll figure out whether it's a show or a topic. There's a and- lot to discuss right now. Yeah, and and we'll we'll do uh, we'll do another live stream sometime in January. Talk so. about
1: the AEW curse, bro. Some, somebody put a hex on Tony Khan, bro. I'm telling you. I think Halloween he, he went under a ladder or saw a black cat no, or something. He just, he just
0: woke up WWE. That that's what was going to happen. No, I don't it, mean that. I mean yeah. the fact that like you know all the injuries. that's well, that's, uh, that's rest that's wrestling. That, yeah, know.
1: but it, it's it's the, all his top guys, and that's where I'm like when I heard that Kenny Omega had diverticulitis, so I was just like seriously. Like, you know what I mean? That's that's only one of his top guys, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, so we'll be back in January. We'll uh, set the the show up at, a, a little early to give folks a chance to, to put it on their calendar if they want to check us out. But I want to say thank you to Danny for doing this. Uh, thank you to everybody who was watching and who will listen back. On uh, our free feed because we we did we 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 stopped the Patreon everything is going to be back in a free feed so this this will be a bonus show on the free feed so for Big D I am double G we will see you when we see you peace out.